You're listening to Food Integrity Now with your host, Carol Gravey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now and Happy New Year. Today, I would like to welcome our guest, Mary Marquez. Mary Marquez, a.k.a. the Timekeeper, is a Colorado-based state-certified herbalist. She graduated from the Rocky Mountain Center for Botanical Studies in Boulder, Colorado, and has been practicing herbalism for over 20 years. She has an herb shop in Greenhouse in Florissant, Colorado, where she grows, produces, and teaches home remedies and provides private consultation. Today, Mary's going to be sharing some of those home remedies with us, and I think you're going to be thrilled by this information. It's practical, and it's going to really help you to up your immune system. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Integrity Now, and I'm so excited to have Mary on the show. I've talked a little bit about who she is in the intro. And Mary, just welcome. I'm excited to learn from you. Thanks for having me, Carol. It's just really a pleasure. I, I love all your wisdom. And I've, uh, I've heard you speak before, as you know, and some of the remedies you offered um, have assisted me. So I just really wanted to have you on Food Integrity Now and share some of these herbs and things that could possibly help boost our immune systems. So let's dive in right away. Let's start out with my personal favorite, thyme. Mine too. (laughs) Good. Tell us about thyme. Thyme is antimicrobial, which means it doesn't matter whether it's a bacteria, a virus, or a fungus, it's going to be helpful in relieving any kind of illness or even preventing illness. It's actually got immune boost properties, and it's also decongestant. So it's one of my favorites for using as preventative remedy and convalescent healing. And those are the three areas we're going to be talking about today. Preventative, if you get sick, and then when you're going through kind of the period after you get sick. I think those three areas are really important. So time, I personally um, make a tea with it almost daily and do a steam and inhale it for not very long, maybe a minute or two. I mean, it doesn't really seem to take that much. Can you tell us a little bit about how someone would make the tea? And then I'll share a little bit what it has done for me. Okay. It's very easy to make tea using leaves and flowers, which you're using the thyme leaves. So put a pot of water on the stove, get it boiling, remove it from the heat, add your thyme and steep it for 20 minutes at least. Um, And there you've got a good strong tea that you can pour yourself a cup and get some of that good juju on the inside. And you can also use the liquid as a steam, like what you use. And the benefits of doing a steam are that you are heating up your respiratory system from the top to the bottom. Virus and bacteria can't live over 99 degrees. And even though your core temperature 
is typically 98.6, you're constantly taking in cool air through your nasal passages in your mouth. So you want to heat those up and that immediately gives bacteria or virus a hard time. You're also coating the mucous membrane of the respiratory system from the top to the bottom with antimicrobial volatile oils. That's going to give it a hard time as well. Also, you're getting the um, benefits of the immune boost properties of thyme. And it's going to make you sweat. That's always a good thing if you're not feeling well. That's why I tell people, pour yourself a cup of tea first, because you don't want to drink that after you sweat it into it. And I mean, you can get uh, the whole family going in a steam tent if you wanted to. So it's, it's simple. It's very effective. And time has that decongestant property that helps move the mucus, which is what you want to do when you've got excess mucus. Wonderful. Well, I just realized when you were talking about this that I'm not really doing it correctly, uh, but it's still assisting me. So I'm real excited now to let it steep a little bit longer because I was pretty much throwing my time. I, I grow time. So just throwing a bunch of it in there adding the water, bring it to a boil, taking the lid off and doing it right away. Okay. Well, you want to be careful when you remove the lid. So you I don't know. test it first. Yes. So you yeah. don't burn your face. Right. But you also, that's a good point you're making with the lid is when you're not using it, you want to keep that lid on there so that the medicine doesn't escape to the air unless that's your intention. I mean, you might want to cleanse your air and that's just another use for an herbal herbal tea. Yes. Well, I will tell you um, from my personal experience of using it almost daily, I've had kind of chronic nasal issues because I have a uh, deviated septum. And so I have been using it almost daily. And I, I think it really helps me to breathe. I'm also, um, I've added one other little thing, which is kind of an aside, what is helping me too, is I'm taping my mouth shut at night, mm -hmm. which, um, which there's a wonderful book out and I'm hoping to get this person on the show called Breath. And there's a lot of scientific evidence that, you know, mouth breathing is not beneficial when you sleep. So I just put a little teeny bit of tape, you know, and it's, it's like a, you know, medicinal type tape, not like scotch tape, just on my mouth. And it allows me to breathe more through through my my nose at night. And I think that helps as well. I agree with you, because yeah. we're supposed to breathe through our nose, not our mouth. Yeah, yeah. So and and uh, just as an aside on that, too, um, it can really help people who are who snore a lot. They recommend that for people who snore. So anyway, but the time has been wonderful for me and knock on wood, I haven't been sick. And I just, uh, I just think it's something anybody can, it's pretty easy to grow, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's very prolific and yeah. it's, a, it's a Mediterranean herb. So you, it doesn't like a whole lot of water. It does like the sun, but it doesn't need the sun. I mean, it doesn't need full sun. Yeah. But just don't try not to overwater that. Yeah. And, and you can, you can buy it in, you know, I always recommend buying organic 
Um, but you can you can purchase it in the grocery store or you can do you sell do you sell time or I do sell time okay. because I grow it too. Okay, great. And we're gonna we'll talk about um how people could, can get in touch with you at the end of the show. Okay. So okay, so number one time, very amazing herb. Next, let's talk about elderberry. A lot of people know about elderberry, but I don't think they know as much as you know. So share with us a little bit about elderberry. Well, elderberry is a wonderful herb to boost the immune. It's got zinc and vitamin C. So it's a great preventative. Uh, as you know, zinc prevents viral replication in the cell. So if you do get sick, you can use it on the front end and it's very easy to make the syrup. You just, again, make a tea but you're gonna boil that down to half when you're making your tea with the elderberries. That's called a de decoction. And Say that word again, Mary. Decoction, D-E-C-O-C-T-I-O-N. -E and you just strain that off and add equal parts honey and you've got elderberry syrup. Or you can just have the tea. Um, Where can that, people get, get elderberry. I mean, that doesn't see, I don't see elderberry in my organic grocery store. So where, where do you? Typically they don't sell the elderberries, but they do sell the syrup in those stores. Yeah. Or the little gummies, which I, I don't, I'm not such a fan of those, but um, I sell elderberries because I have a forest of them in my greenhouse and I collect them every year and dry them and make syrup with them. Um, and I also wanted to say that if you do get sick, elderberry will decrease the severity of the symptoms as well as the length of time that you're sick. Wonderful. So it's a wonderful herb. Great. Um, so elderberry, yeah, we do see it in the store, but if you're making it yourself, you mentioned adding the honey to it. Do uh, you say anything about what type of honey? Because for me, I only use raw, unprocessed honey. Best kind okay. and as local as you can get. I mean, we live on the front range of Colorado mountains, and sometimes I'll get it from the other side of the mountains, but that's mm -hmm. local enough for me. As long as it's good, organic, and I know who where the honey's coming from, I'll go ahead and use that. I do not buy honey in the store. What about a really good, um, I use a, when I can't get it local, I use a Manuka honey um, that actually is certified not to have uh, glyphosate in it because a lot of honey can be contaminated. Yeah, Manuka honey is really, really good quality honey. Okay. Yeah, and there are, and do your research on the Manuka because there's a lot of so-so eh, brands out there as with all honey as with all with with all products you know mm -hmm. you all products your, yeah but yeah so th that's then, great and then you know that honey has its own medicinal properties that yeah, you're adding talk about that well honey is also antimicrobial and it helps to, to stop a, a spasmatic cough um so it's soothing and, and to the throat if you have a sore dry cough or a scratchy sore throat. I put it in all my syrups for that purpose, but it does have the medicinal qualities of antimicrobial. Okay, great. So you're getting, you're getting that along with the elderberry. Wonderful. 
So next one is cinnamon. Uh, I love cinnamon, but I really don't know a whole lot about it. And there's so many different kinds, Mary. Uh, I just recently bought some in, in my organic grocery store, Saigon. I think it was called Saigon Cinnamon. Anyway, I was like, okay, well, that's all they have. So I'm getting it. So yeah. um, so talk a little bit about um, the, the health benefits uh, of, of cinnamon. And then if you have any recommendations on what kind of cinnamon. Well, I just use regular cinnamon powder from Star West Botanicals. Most cinnamon comes from the Middle East, I believe, or Asia. But cinnamon... It's rich in minerals to start with. It's warming, so it's a great herb for the cold months of the year. It too is antimicrobial. It's a blood sugar balancer. These are all what I call additional benefits. If you were talking about a pharmaceutical, these would be side effects. <laughs> but because we're talking about herbs, we get additional benefits. It's also anti-inflammatory antiparasitic, balances cholesterol and triglycerides, and it's a natural food preservative, and it's also a digestive aid because it has carminative action, which moves air. Okay. Can you explain that a little bit? I've never heard that term. Carminative? Yes. Most of the herbs that you have in your kitchen are carminative, have carminative action like cumin, cardamom, all of these herbs help facilitate digestion in the way that if you are if you have an issue with um, gas, it helps to move that out. So that's how it helps. And it's also warming to the core. So it just helps all around with digestion. So here's a question. I recently cleaned out my spices because some of them were, were old. And how important is that to do? I mean, if you've had a spice sitting around for five, six years, is that still good? Or can you talk about that? Well, the best quality you can get is what you're doing with your time is get it mm -hmm. right out of your garden. Right. It, it just doesn't get any better than that. Now, if I go into the grocery store and I go down the spice aisle, most of the spices are brown in color that's an indication that they've been sitting on the shelf for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Now, if that's all you have, get it and use it if you're sick. But again, quality does make a difference, but I've had herbs for five or more years that I've had to use because I had nothing else and they were still pretty potent. But that's an indication if it has good smell and good color, then you've got a pretty good quality herb. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, so next, um, ginger. I love ginger. Ginger's another good uh, warming herb, and it also has carminative properties, so it's going to facilitate digestion. It's mostly known for its anti-inflammatory properties, but again, you've got extra benefits. It's very affecting, effective at killing cancer cells. So that's antioxidant. Uh, it moves the blood for people who are cold all the time. Mm, that's probably why I 
I crave ginger. I'm cold a lot. It could be. I'm not a ginger person necessarily because I'm the older I get, the hotter I am. So (laughs) (laughs) I really mean that. So you you can also use it to combat nausea, Mm -hmm. bloating and gas. It too is an immune stimulant. Most of the herbs you have in your kitchen are immune stimulants. And it's also got the antimicrobial properties. So if you want to boost up your elderberry tea a notch, add some ginger in there. Mm. And that really, and then add some cinnamon on top of that. And that's a really nice tasting, powerful tea. Wow, that's great. Um, So for a lot of people see those little ginger candies in the store. They have them at the checkout. You know, it's one of those things that, oh, yeah, maybe I'll, I need this too. Yeah. But my problem, because I read labels on everything, is I'm curious, first of all, what kind of sugar is, is in this and how much? So what do you think of those, like, ginger chews, I think they're, they're called. They're addictive. They're delicious in my they world. <laughs> don't, don't pull your teeth out. Though. <laughs> yeah, I know you got to be careful. Um, yeah. Uh, again, those should be made with honey, a yeah. good quality honey instead of yeah. sugar. I don't recommend using sugar because of its effects on the immune system. It definitely lowers immune function and dramatically in some cases. So those should be made with honey, but you can just as simply make your own. Just steep some ginger in some honey for a couple of weeks and then warm it up and strain out the ginger and you've got ginger honey. You can stir that into your hot tea or your coffee or just take a spoonful. That's a great idea. That's, you know, and then you're not getting all that sugar and. Right. You know know, what you're getting. You know what you're getting. So again, it's so simple. So simple. That's great. And people may not realize, but uh, when you buy, you know, like ginger beer or something like that, most of the brands, you know, it's not very much ginger at all. If any, I mean, they could be using flavoring. Yeah, flavoring. So make sure you read that. I found one. It's Main Root is the brand. And um, I even think I got it at um, Mountain Naturals in Woodland Park one time. I think they carried that brand, Main Root. And that had real ginger in it, and it tasted real gingery. But my issue with that is, I mean, it's delicious. Yes, you're getting some ginger, but you're also getting 35 grams of sugar with Mm. your you know, which is way too much. So way, way too much much sugar. So just, just be aware that if you're drinking like a ginger ale or ginger beer, that, um, it chances are, it's probably just going to have ginger flavor and not the real thing. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, so great. Okay. One more that I added to the list this morning. Uh, I wanted to see what you could tell us about because I, I've used oregano oil for so many different things. So what can you tell me about oregano? Oregano, that's a very powerful one. You never want to overdo it on those oregano oil drops because oregano is very hot. Um, Now, the last, I recently came down with a respiratory illness, and 
I felt like the time was helping me move the mucus very effectively, but I felt like it needed a little extra oomph. So I added in some oregano and a drop of peppermint oil and a drop of eucalyptus oil to my steam. And wow, that really just cranked it up. So you can even do your steam with just oregano or you can add it to the time to give it a double benefit, double boost. Yeah. Well, when I've used uh, oregano oil, I've used it a few times topically. I've mixed it with an organic fractionated coconut oil mm-hmm. um, because um, what you were saying about it's really hot. I think the first time I used it, I put it on directly and I, wow, you know, <laughs> yeah, not good, not good. And I have a, I have a horror story about um, oregano oil. And so I keep it totally separate in a separate place. So I don't inadvertently grab the wrong thing. Good idea. Um, I, I was using these wonderful eye drops um, from hole in the wall herb shop in Woodham Park. And they're, they're just made with fantastic ingredients and stuff. And I grabbed the wrong bottle. Mm. And I put oregano oil in my eye. Oh, I can't imagine what that it was. was. Is so just be careful with your with your oil. I mean, it. I could have really seriously done some damage. Luckily, I flushed it for like a half hour, and but that was pretty intense pain. So, just be aware. Yes, be very aware because people tend to think that essential oils. Well, they're natural; they won't hurt you. You, they are abs. Actually, the most concentrated form of an herb that you can get. Mm -hmm. And yes, they will burn you if you're not careful. I never suggest people take them internally for that very reason, because once it's in, you can't get it back out. You can put a drop on the roof of your mouth, say of peppermint, if you wanted to open your sinuses, because that peppermint energy takes it right up into the sinuses. Yeah. But another thing I want to caution about with essential oils is if you have animals, don't ever do to a child or an animal anything that you've not done to yourself first. That's good always point. a good rule of thumb. We had a girl in herb school who put tea tree oil on her cat, burned a hole right through him. My, she felt so bad. And then eucalyptus oil in the diffuser, cats are, that's absolutely toxic to a cat. Oh, so good to know. got to really be careful with those essential oils. Okay. Do you make essential oils? I don't have the equipment or the time. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you have, do you recommend any? I mean, that... I, I do buy mine wholesale from a place called the perfumery. I trust my resources there because Dr. Pappas is one of the founders of that. It used to be called the essential oil university and he literally does lab tests. So I really trust my resource there. But again, it's a wholesale company. I'm not sure you can buy retail from them. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I always encourage people just do your research. Do your research. If you find one that's really cheap, eh, you know, probably, you know, you know, it probably won't hurt you, but it's probably pretty diluted. Well, and then the other thing is, 
some of them are extremely expensive and that's for good reason take frankincense or myrrh for example they're yep. very expensive because of or it rose takes, oil or rose because yeah. it takes like literally a ton of rose petals to make one ounce of essential oil yeah if you can imagine a ton yeah um and so those are expensive for good reason but if you're finding peppermint oil is costing you over $15 for a 10 mil bottle. That's a little bit too much. And there are plenty of good quality essential oils that you can get that are not in those high end price categories. Mountain rose herbs is the trusted source. Um, Star West botanicals, you can get essential oils from um and my memory's failing me here i need some rosemary oil for that <laughs> oh tell us about that <laughs> well, rosemary for memory just oh i oh, grow yeah. that too <laughs> that's why the um scholars back in the day used to wear those wreaths of rosemary on their head when they were studying because it enhances memory Ah, now, what's the best way um, to use the rosemary? To do a steam as well? Or how, what do you recommend with that? Um, just smelling the oil in, enhances the memory. And okay. you've got all those other benefits in rosemary as well that you have in oregano and thyme. It's also a Mediterranean herb, so don't overwater that one either. Okay, great. Well, these are such great tips. Now, you also mentioned earlier when we spoke about uh, DIY electrolyte that yeah. you you um, that people can make at home, which you know you don't want to be dehydrated. You, you know? don't because you that do will end you up in the emergency room right every time. Okay, so if you can keep yourself sipping through the day, um, it's very simple. Like if you get a quart mason jar. Okay. and stir in a half teaspoon of sea salt. Uh, what what kind of sea salt? Does it matter? Um, no, it doesn't matter. Just sea salt for the minerals. Just don't use table salt because there's nothing in that. Yeah, okay. Um, one half teaspoon of baking soda. I prefer Bob's Red Mill. Yeah, because it doesn't have aluminum. Right. <laughs> and then squeeze in a juice of half a lemon. You might need to slightly heat that to blend those ingredients together. But if you can sip that often throughout the day, that's going to help you stay hydrated. Yeah, that's it's interesting. I shared with you and and I will be talking about this topic on another show. Um, I had parasites and I got before I realized what was going on, I I was getting dehydrated and one of the things that really helped me is I knew I had to continue drinking liquids, drinking water and stuff. And uh, I was told by my doctor to drink a quarter of a cup every half hour. So I think I think that really helped because a lot of people think, oh, I'm dehydrated. Let me down eight or 12 ounces. Oh, no. <laughs> and then it, it goes right through your body. So you want you want to just, you know, sip a little bit every day or, you know, every every hour or, you know, as often as you want. But I love this. So let me just repeat that. So that was in a in a quart mason jar. We have uh, a half a teaspoon of sea salt. 
we have a half a teaspoon of a good brand of baking soda without aluminum. Bob Red Mills is is a good one. And then the juice of half a lemon. That's right. Okay. That's great. And and so that keeps your electrolytes up. Yes. And it helps right. keep your electrolytes up and keeps you out of the emergency room. Now, if I can share one thing with you for children, because I'll tell you, two-year-olds are the hardest clients to get <laughs> to comply. <laughs> so what you Terrible can do, twos. <laughs> yeah, what you can do is you can make an herbal tea, like we were talking about the elderberry, and then strain that, add honey, and freeze it into popsicles. Oh, that's a great mom trick. And that okay. keeps them hydrated as well. So, um, or you can just make the, like I, we were talking about the ginger honey. That's another good mom trick. They will take honey. Uh, another good mom trick is to make the honey, herbal honey. You can do it with any herbs. It doesn't necessarily have to be ginger, but um, that's another good mom trick for getting kids to take herbs. Wonderful. And I think I heard you mention before on the um, the Empower Hour when you were our guest there about making an elderberry um, syrup for pancakes and stuff That's, for kids, too. So so just share just briefly about that. That's just simply the making the decoction of the elderberries by boiling it down yeah. and straining it out and adding the honey. And there's your syrup right there. OK. You can use maple syrup instead of honey if you if you want it to be more syrupy. Right. Um, real maple syrup. Real maple syrup. Well, that's I think that's all there is. Is there fake? Well, maple you know, when sometimes people who maybe don't know, they'll grab log cabin or something, you know. Yeah. Which is just not. Not. <laughs> not there's no maple syrup in it and grade b maple syrup is the best but that's not easy that's not easy to get that's like the most expensive one and um i i don't see that around very often yeah so you can make a herbal syrup out of anything it doesn't have to be elderberry in, in the same way like if you're using leaves or flowers like hibiscus flowers if you're going for some vitamin c that's great for vitamin c those do not need to be boiled those just need to be steeped in the hot water then okay. strained and then add add your honey or syrup to that um, but the roots barks seeds and most berries need to have a little bit of boiling to get it activate the properties in them okay so i'm gonna steep my time for about at least 20 minutes before yes. I, okay. Using you know, uh, it, it's interesting. I'm thinking about this and I thought, boy, it really worked for me. But I realized something else I'm doing too is when I make my tea and then it, it you know, I use, I do my, uh, I put a, a towel over my head and inhale it and stuff. But then I let it sit on the stove for a little while and it gets, you know, darker in color and everything. And then I save it. I, I keep the lid on it and I save it and I put it in the refrigerator and then I bring it back out and I use it for two or three days. So I'm probably getting a lot of what you said, a lot of the great qualities of it more concentrated on that second and third day because I've let it sit. Right. And it will get darker, but at some point the leaves are going to have given all they have. Yeah. So 
uh, maybe after that second time you uh, strain the leaves out and just reheat the liquid and that oh, that'll even, yeah that's that's an even better idea um, also I was going to say you know what else you can do with that liquid you can use it as a surface cleaner and that's I call that bang for your buck you can do how many steams out of that and then use it as a surface cleaner and then wow. your house is going to smell like my herb shop instead of a laboratory <laughs> that's fantastic so like like put it in a spray bottle and clean the countertops with it you can do that or just dip a rag in there and wipe the countertops a spray bottle sprayed into the air cleanse the air there's so many uses for herbal teas it's it's ridiculous i mean you can we talked about before um you can use them to make a poultice or a compress for those hard to treat areas like shoulders and elbows and knees where you just a compress is just where you dip a cloth in the liquid and then wrap the area with it um, a poultice is where you take the plant matter left over from the tea and either apply that directly to the area or put it inside of a cloth and apply it to the area. And there's so many different things you can do with herbal teas. It's, it's just a wonderful thing to know how to do and so simple and cheap. Mary, can you please write a book for us? I have written a book. <laughs> it's, it's getting it published. And the one thing I want, I would like to write a book that's like no other book that's already out there. There's plenty of her books out there. Rosemary Gladstar, she is one of the best. Um, anything you can get that she's written is going to be beneficial and, and very easy for common people to follow. Rosemary, I've heard of her. Oh, she's just a wonderful herbalist. Okay, great. Well, Mary, thank you so much for all these, these great tips. And I know people are going to be curious about um, how they can get a hold of you and your website. Can you give us all your contact information? My website is thetimekeeper.com. And time, do you want to spell it? T-H-Y-M-E <laughs> yeah. keeper.com. Okay. And your my email is mugsyspad at aol.com. That's M-U-G-S-Y-S-P-A-D at AOL.com. Mugsyspad at AOL.com. That's great. Right. Great. And I highly recommend uh, Mary. Um, I used to live in the area and we had great conversations and I, I learned a little bit about herbs from her and I'm, I'm learning more and more every day. And it's so great to have that's, these. That's the beauty of it, Carol. Anybody can learn and you can start anytime. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, I don't think it's ever been as important as it is right now to have a really healthy immune system. So these are just great tools with where you don't have a whole lot of side effects. That's right. And yeah. the ones you do have are beneficial. Yeah, in, right. in most cases. Right. Okay. Well, thank you to our listeners uh, for being on with us today. And just to let you know, uh, my next show I'm going to be doing is uh, going to be about parasites. 
and uh, kind of my journey and what I learned. And um, it's going to be amazing information. So, so stay tuned for that. If you haven't signed up for um, our email list, just go to the website, foodintegritynow.org and click on join us and put your name in there. I won't inundate you with emails. You will just get an email when there's a new blog post or a show. So um, thanks again for listening, and we'll be back soon. Happy New Year, and stay well. Also wanted to let our listeners know that I am part of a great new show on Children's Health Events TV called The Empower Hour with host Zen Honeycutt, and I am the co-host. And you can catch us at live.childrenshealthdefense.org every Friday at 12 Eastern Time. So check it out, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's all about food and health and wellness and empowerment. And thanks for listening.